Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Success Hackers Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, number two. Scott Hansen here, and I am fired up today. I hope you guys are as well, Hacker Nation. We have our featured guest of the day, Mr. Josh Felber. Josh, are you ready to rock? Scott, I'm excited. I'm ready to deliver as much information as we can fit in this time slot. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's awesome. So Josh Felber is the CEO and founder of JF Ventures. Josh works closely with entrepreneurs from numerous industries over the past 20 years. He's focused on challenging himself and those around him to consistent excellence. Blessed with the heart of an athlete, the mind of a leader, and an entrepreneurial spirit, he is not only effective in his approach to business, but also extremely gifted in motivating people to achieve their own goals. Josh has been recognized multiple times in the national who's who of entrepreneurs, was a national winner of the ATT and USA Today Investment Challenge, and has been featured on radio and television in the greater Midwest. He also holds numerous certificates in CrossFit, sports performance. Josh co-authored two-time best-selling books, Transform with Brian Tracy, as well as Success Onomics with Steve Forbes. He has appeared as an expert on the TV show Health and Wellness Today, which was seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox and he's also contributed to various articles on Entrepreneur.com, Inc.com, and Forbes.com. And also, just recently, this is like fresh off the presses, Josh has beat out 11 other finalists and won Go Banking Rate's fourth annual Best Personal Finance Expert, beating out the likes of Robert Kiyosaki, Susie Orman, and Dave Ramsey. Josh Felber, Welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you. Thanks, Scott. I'm excited. I don't know what else to say after all that. <laughs> great introduction. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I, I, I probably could have been going another 10 minutes with everything that I have in front of me. But, man, I'll tell you what. That is quite the resume. First off, congrats on winning this huge competition. Best personal finance expert. I mean, my God, anytime you're in the same company as a Dave Ramsey or a Robert Kiyosaki, that is really saying something. You know, it was just exciting to be able to participate and, you know, share wealth of knowledge and information. We did a, a U.S. News Twitter uh, Q&A and, you know, Robert was on it and uh, several of the other contestants and everything. And it, it was cool to just see the different uh people's opinions and the different experts' opinions and thoughts and ideas to, you know, help people grow their finances and their businesses and things like that for 2015. So it was a great honor and, you know, I'm blessed and privileged to be able to accept that award. Yeah, that's, in, that's incredible. Explain to our audience, you know, more about who you are and share with us more about who JF Ventures is and exactly what your company does. Okay, great, Scott. 
you know, I don't think, I don't know if anybody's just like when they're a kid, they're like, ah, I know what the word entrepreneur is, or, you know, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to be. It's, you know, I think we just fall into things, you know, that spark our interests or spark our curiosity. And, you know, when we're kids, you know, kids are always curious and, you you know, they're always trying to get into things because they want to learn about them and they ask the, you know, Hey, why this and why that all the time? You know, is, is that innate curiosity? And part of when, you know, being a kid as, you know, an entrepreneur for me was, you know, it came from more of an interest. So I, I wanted to own this, I think it was Commodore Amiga computer. So Commodore had this real high performance, high end computer. And, you know, and I was 14 and had saved up money doing odd jobs and everything. And I was like, okay, there's got to be a better way to get one of these instead of paying $800 <laughs> at the retail stores for it um, or online. I think at the time, you know, you had to call them and order it through their catalog and everything. So not online, digital, but online through their catalog. Right, right. <laughs> Old school. You know, and for me, it was like, okay, how can I do this? How can I? And so I you know, started doing some research and had my dad help me and found out that if you are a business or a vendor, you can get set up to buy them at wholesale. So we took the steps and got a business license, did everything necessary. And, you know, I called them and they sent me all the paperwork through the mail and fit it all out and mailed it back in. And, you know, 30 days later, they sent me a letter of approval and I was the first local Commodore Amiga computer in my town. And, you know, and so I ended up buying one and then it, my friends just started asking me about it. They're like, hey, where'd you get this? And how, you know, how'd you get it? And I'm like, well, I can get you one too and save you some money. And it just kind of spiraled out from there. And then I had that business, you know, through, you know, my high school years and everything else. And it was something I just kind of fell into. You know, it's interesting as you're telling the story. I mean, it just right away, I just... I just start smiling because, you know, when we talk to other entrepreneurs like yourself, it's almost like it's an innate built in an entrepreneurial bone because you took something and said, how do we set a better mousetrap? And there's no way that I, I want this thing over here, but how do I get my hands on it without paying the full price? Right. You know, yeah. one of the main focuses has really come about over the last couple of years for myself is being able to give back and help entrepreneurs um, grow their business, find what, you know, achieve that financial freedom or that freedom. Because I think so many of us get stuck or even take those first steps to starting a business. Because there's so many of us that we get stuck in that same routine day in and day out. And it's like, you know, you're working, you know, in your business and, you know, you become a slave to that business instead of actually working on your business overall, you know, to help it generate profits and to help it generate, you know, that freedom and that time is why you're doing it. You're not doing it to be a slave to it for the rest of your life. I mean, you might as well work a job without all the headaches then. Right. You know, and so what we try to do, you know, uh, through my business consulting firm is is to help those other business owners grow their business, um, break through those fears and those different things that hold them back and, you know, and to leverage, um, you know, what they have to achieve their dreams or, you know, hit those financial goals or those freedom goals that, they, you know, that they want to do or even discover what they are. So Sure, sure. And, and, it, and it's so parallel to what we're doing here with, with the podcast is really reaching out to would be and will be entrepreneurs, maybe someone that's in the corporate space and they're like, how do I get out and how do I get over there to the entrepreneurial pasture, I call it, or these are entrepreneurs like yourself and you know, how do we take that, what you're doing right now and 10x your business? And one of the things that I really want to come back to, which is, is always fascinating to me, is 
working on your business versus in your business. I'm sure you've you know the book The E Myth by Michael Gerber. Sure. And he he shares that obviously he talks in detail about how do you actually set up systems. What's one little golden nugget you can share with Hacker Nation that maybe has helped you or maybe that you help your clients when it comes to rather than working 16, 18 hours a day because most people think that, well, I'm working 16, 18 hours a day, that's great. But at the end of the day, like you just mentioned, you don't want to be working at a job. You want to own a business, but you don't want your business to own you. So what's what's one quick kind of a tidbit or, or strategy that you can share with our listeners that says, how do I systematize my business? Definitely, Scott. I mean, I think one of the, I think where we are now with the digital age and, and there's so many people that we're now accessible to is there's no reason why you can't outsource stuff. You know, whether it's, I'm not good at graphic design or anything like that. So Me I and you both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was not where my skills, you know, fell. But, um, you know, it's like, but, you know, I find, you know, people to outsource that stuff to. And, you know, and instead of sitting there beating your head on the desk thinking, oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And you don't have to go spend 10, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars to get that graphic design. I mean, there's multiple websites all over the internet. You can get it done $5, $20, $50, whatever it may be, you know, for the level of what you need, but you can outsource stuff. Um, and I think that today that's the most effective way. And, you know, whether it's graphic design, whether it's copywriting, whether it's website design, you know, there's so many different things now that are available for us. Um, and I think people don't take advantage of it. Oh, that's great. That's great. But let me let me just, you know, a lot of people may be listening to this. Maybe they are seasoned entrepreneurs and they're like, yeah, no, I get that. I understand that. But maybe, again, maybe we have some people that are listening who are like, you know, that's great, but I just started my business six months ago and I'm literally wearing all the hats. I'm spinning all the plates. He's talking about outsourcing, which right away for you know, maybe someone that's just getting started, they, they, they hear and they see dollar signs. Oh my God, what's it going to cost me? But sure. what, what would you say to that person that's saying, yeah, that sounds amazing, but man, Josh, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting started. How can I put this into practice like immediately? I mean, putting something practice into immediately and doing something immediately is I think people confuse the two top, you know, pr- being productive and being busy. And, you know, I, and this is one of the things that we work a lot on with our different clients is, as you said, you're there, you know, maybe you're spending 12, 16, 18 hours a day working, you know, hopefully on the business or in the business, you know, instead uh, is that people get started to do one thing and then you get sucked into a path of all these other different things. So whether you jump on social media and you want to post something and then all of a sudden you've clicked on 10 different links and, and now you're, you know, 30, 45 minutes down the road and you're like, oh my gosh, what even just happened? <laughs> right, right. And so what we have to do is really chunk out our day or break up our day. And, you know, and that is, you know, setting different priorities of what you need to accomplish and then setting your day up that way. So, I mean, to give you an example for myself, you know, I, I try to schedule majority of my phone calls, you know, before the, the noon hour and try to knock as many of those out and get those things done. And then it, then it's, you know, knock, you know, then it's going through and, you know, answering some emails that are of, you know, high priority. And then it's, you know, into any type of, you know, follow-up meetings and, um, you know, working with clients and things like that, where, you know, through, you know, phones or, you know, appointment times and that sort of thing. And then, you know, in the evening, it's, you know, spending time with, you know, the kids and my wife, you know, when the kids are home from school and, 
you know, and then once they go to bed, it's, you know, working back on the business, getting some social media stuff done, you know, different creative things done that may come up and, and that sort of thing. And so I think if you structure your day out and you know, hey, I can spend this amount of time if, if it's jumping on social media and it's setting a timer for 15 minutes to do whatever you need to have done for that social media piece. And when it goes off, you're done and then you move on to your next task. I think that's a big takeaway for people that, you know, are just starting a business, maybe been in a business a while and you just get stuck in that cycle and you, and you don't know how to get out of it. Yeah, you know, you, you, you said something so profound. It's something that I also talk about quite a bit is being productive versus being busy. And it's such a huge difference. And I think you touched on so many great points there that I hope hope our listeners, if they're not if they're not driving, I hope hope they're taking some notes because being efficient in your day, it sounds like you're able to do so many different things, but then really at the end of the night where the quality time kicks in you're able to also sort of unwind and, and, and downshift, if you will, and also spend some time with your family, which is great. Definitely. And I think you hear, oh, you can't have a balance and all that. I mean, I think if you structure your day, I mean, I own multiple different companies. Is you, Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be one thing that's weighted a little bit more than the other, but you can definitely make sure you have managed time for yourself, Um for your family and that sort of thing. And one of the biggest parts too is, you know, making sure at the end of the day or the first thing in the morning, you know, you get that time for yourself, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour to read, to maybe watch some training videos and, and, and to, you know, move yourself forward as well. Cause you know, when we get so busy or productive, you know, we forget to take those 30 minutes or an hour, you know, for ourselves to decompress and to get focused and to, you know, get our goals down on paper for that day and that sort of thing. And so it's definitely a must that I know a lot of people, you know, skip over. Great, 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 great advice. So I want to shift gears for a second. We, we've been able to really learn from you and, and, and some of your resume and some of the things that you do. Like you said, you run and own multiple companies. You're doing a lot of things. Obviously, I always tell people, too, we all have the same amount of time every single day as everybody else. It's just how productive on purpose we are. So talk about a time, though, when maybe it's not the sexiest of topics, but it's it's a necessary topic to talk about, which is the, the fail-forward stage or a time in, in your business, Josh, where maybe you came right up against it. You know, and you said, man, I, I, I don't know if I can keep going. Did you, do you remember a time in your entrepreneurial journey where you said, I don't know if I have what it takes, fear starts creeping in, but then you were able to overcome that? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think with all the different ventures that you do, you, there's always a point that you, you know, you hit some kind of challenges and hurdles and you're just, you know, it's uh, definitely, you know, definitely a, to realize and sit back, you know, how to figure out how to overcome them. But um uh, in my one company, um, I started uh, some CrossFit gyms a few years ago. I was like, you know, I just exploded it. Uh, we were basically the largest one in the area. Um, our prices were higher than everybody else's in the area. And, you know, we focused on creating value and delivering high-quality service to all of our um, athletes. And so, you know, as we built that up, you have to hire people and, you know, bring more people in. And, you know, sometimes that you get stuck with some bad hires. <laughs> and so, um, you know, the people that I brought in ended up 
becoming a cancer within the business. Um, you know, one guy left and opened up one down the road from us and, you know, basically offered anybody that wanted to switch over for cut could come work out there for free or half off. Um, you know, we lost, you know, hundreds of clients, you know, about a hundred or so clients. And, you know, and we had it happen several times, just, you know, people get in and, you know, it's all supposed to be about community and family and all this. And, and you just get these bad people and, you know, it's just some bad hiring decisions on my part. And, you know, it, you just get, you know, to the point where after two or three times, you're like, man, is it really worth to keep it open and keep it going? Especially if you have to start putting money, you know, back into it and everything. And where's, you know, where's this going to actually get me? Um, it's not, you know, paying for any kind of lifestyle. It's <laughs> costing me money every month. Right. And so, but, you know, then you got to take it, you know, taking a step back and look at it. It's like, okay, we do, you know, have a, you know, a good number of base of people still. And I mean, it, they enjoy it. They're, you know, they love coming there and that's, you know, what they look forward to every day. And, you know, it's, it's, and to take that from them fun and joy and everything, just be selfish on my part. So just getting with, you know, my team and, you know, figuring out how to restructure things and to, you know, create some new marketing avenues and, you know, make sure we have the right team of people that, you know, surrounds with what we're doing and, you know, and then pushing it to, you know, grow back up and, you know, get things moving again. So what an entrepreneurial lesson you were up against it. This guy who you trained and you hired goes up, opens up a brand new business who's just undercut you in a huge way. You could have went so many different directions, but you guys regrouped rather than, like I said, going, going over to his place with a bat in your hand or, or anything crazy like that. How did you guys continue to sustain your business? Uh, I mean, we just kept, you know, pushing the whole, I mean, our whole philosophy when we opened initially was, you know, trying to deliver the best value that, you know, in the delet in the best training, quality training, you know, to our clients. And, you know, somebody that comes in and they learn from you for three or four months, aren't going to know exactly everything that you do and how you do that. And it was actually kind of interesting was um, my attorney asked me, he's like, well, how long do you think he's going to last? I'm like, oh, he'll probably last about nine months, which is exactly about how long he lasted before he went out of business. So. Oh, my God. Karma. <laughs> Karma. <Yep. laughs> oh, my God. What a great, great, great story. And not, and not even a great story. What a great entrepreneurial lesson. I mean, you're going you're gonna to face competition. Right. And yeah. um, how do you rise above it, right? You know, and the funny thing is, is there's so many people that, you know, you get to the point of like, oh, we just lower your prices, lower your prices and this. And it's like, we don't really, we don't need to. I mean, that's not our marketplace. And, you know, and, uh, and if people want that, that's what they're going to go get is they're going to get the same quality of training back because you can't run and have the best coaches, staff, team, whoever it is around you, you know, pay and pay them well and then charge bottom basement prices on something to not be able to pay your light bills, not be able to pay your rent and not be able to pay your staff. So, you know, this is such a hacker nation. This is something you should be taking notes on. This is an absolute golden nugget that Josh just shared because in any business you're going to have competition. And I think you said something really profound, which was basically they went ahead and undercut us, but Rather than adhere to what they were doing, you you kind of held your ground and said, well, our marketplace isn't about dropping our prices to bare minimum. That's not our customer. We know our customer. Right. We know our customer acquisition rate. We know what it takes to acquire and then keep a customer. And also, most importantly, we know exactly who our customer base is. For sure. Figuring out what that is and knowing what that is. Mm. and. 
you know, we take our, you know, we take our clients through that, um, you know, building their ideal avatar and their, you know, their, you know, who they, who they would want to sell to and who they feel that their demographics and then we work on fine tuning that, um, you know, to make sure that's that right focus point. So then that way all their marketing is targeted, all their focuses are targeted instead of just a big, huge net hoping to catch a few. Right. Yeah, that's great. Right. Like, like they say, the money's in the niche. I want to hear from you sort of an aha moment, or maybe we like to call sort of a light bulb moment where you were going along, maybe you're doing something, maybe you had an idea, but then it went from an idea to, wow, it's really keeping me up at night. How do we move this into an actual business? And it wasn't a dream anymore, but your actual business or your product or your service became a reality. Can you share maybe one moment that that happened for you? You know, I started it the nutrition business, um, about a year ago. And, you know, I kept just seeing what happened. You know, there's a lot of products on the market. There was majority of them are just filled with junk in ingredients. Um, obviously we just have seen the, the whole scam with the target and the Walmart mm-hmm. filling their supplements with non-active, you know, ingredients that were, you know, supposed to be in. So I'm like, how, you know, how can I do this better? How can I start to create that? And then I had no clue about the supplement business, what to do, where to go. And so, um, you know, I searched out several, you know, different partners um, that are, you know, GMP, FDA manufactured facilities for this and, you know, started talking to them and said, here's what I want to do. These are the products I want to create. Here's my idea on how I want to see these different things formulated. And then, you know, and started working back and forth with them. And, you know, one of the products that we um, we have you know, a variety of different products from recovery protein to workout supplements and things. And, you know, one of the most recent products that we um, had uh, launched back in November is called Brain Boost. And what it does is it's a um, mental clarity, focus, um, cognitive enhancer and everything. And, you know, it's a formula that, you know, we'd worked on for, you know, quite some time. And, you know, really tweaking the ingredients and making sure the right, you know, the right different things were in there. And then when we launched it, I mean, the feedback has been phenomenal and it's exciting to see that happen. And, you know, knowing that, hey, what we're putting out there, you know, is of high quality and, you know, is delivering the results that you sit there and you research and you go back and forth and and you try, you know, you trial some stuff and it's like, okay, now let's put it all together and verify it works and and it's just, you know, and I think one of the things that happens is as entrepreneurs, we get stuck in such a limited focus where we're like, huh, this is the only thing that I can do is what I'm, you know, because that's all I know, you know, uh, something from the technology side of things, you know, and you're always then in, in technology or whether it's in um, manufacturing, you're always in manufacturing. It's like, look, you can utilize your skill sets to create any kind of business that you you know that you that you love that you have passion for that you want to go out and, and be able to create and deliver back something better to the world. Mm, great, you know, as I'm listening to you, I mean, it's just amazing to me how all of these different businesses that you start up, you you know, you you start and then you get going and then you either you sell off or you continue to have them as multiple streams of income. For someone that's listening, is like, wait a second, man. I, I mean, this guy sounds like he's got the the Midas touch. He, you know, he 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 starts something, he turns it into something great, and he moves on to doing something completely different. If someone, you know, obviously people are listening, they're saying, wait a second, I want to make my one business work. He's talking about starting all these different things, and one of the things I didn't even mention is that you're also producing 
a documentary film called The Rebound, um, which is a feature-length documentary about a wheelchair basketball team and uh, the quest of several adaptive athletes to overcome adversity in search of new opportunities, which is a whole, is a whole other thing you're doing. But if someone's listening, what, what and, and they're like, man, I, I just want to get one thing off the ground so that maybe I can go do something else. Because I think as entrepreneurs, we have this shiny object syndrome. Right. And, you know, so we have, wow, I'm, I'm doing something for three months or six months or eight months, and it's okay. It's sort of getting off the ground. But then all of a sudden, I get an email in my inbox that says, wow, do something over here or sell this product or promote this. And before you know it, a year's into it, and you're juggling four or five different industries or different products and you're trying to do all these different things. And then you look back and say, man, I really haven't made a lot of money because my focus is so scattered. But if someone's listening and saying, man, I just want to get my one business off the ground, is there maybe a success hack or a, a, a shortcut or kind of a one strategy that you can tell this person to say, this is what I would focus on in a huge way. You just have to be relentless in what you do. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean by that is you're going to hit those challenges. You're going to hit whatever it's at three months or one year or three years down the road. You know, and you're at the point where it's like, man, this is hard. And you know, oh, it's just not working. And you know, and that's that time you've got to keep pushing through and pushing through because you know it, it's two millimeters of a difference. You know that sets success apart. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, but a lot of us stop right before that. <laughs> right. Draw out a line and then draw out two millimeters of distance, and that's how much further you have to go, you know, to reach your success point. And you're right, you know, people get, you know, that shiny object syndrome, and they're like, oh, well, I can go do this, I can go do that. And I think definitely just starting out, I mean, you got to get your focus, stay focused on what you're doing. You know, one of the things, too, is you make sure it's something that you, you know, you have that burning passion for. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you know, it's not going to keep you up late. It's not going to get you up early. It's not going to, you know, make you push through those challenges and push through those, you know, different um, hurdles that, you know, you're always going to encounter. And, you know, I think over the recent last few years is with all the different technology business successes and everything else and the way the media portrays it, it's like, oh, man, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, instant overnight success, you know, worth, you know, $33 billion. And it's like, nobody saw him struggling in his dorm room, you know, for, you know, many years and, you know, launching a product that almost didn't take off and, you know, and everything. And if he would have quit after that first, you know, one or two or three trials and error, then it wouldn't be here today. Mm. And so, you know, it's that relentlessness to push through and to drive and to, you know, keep moving yourself forward. Um, But I think part of that is making sure you have that passion so you you know you continue to do that great advice uh i love it i love it so we've been talking some serious business with josh felber of jf ventures and man i'll tell you what josh i know our listeners are are just getting all kinds of golden nuggets this has been great but i want to shift gears i want to uh maybe lighten it up a little bit it's called the randomness round are you ready for the randomness round josh felber Sure, sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, it's, I'm going to throw a couple questions your way. And um, really, I just want you to just answer with whatever comes to top of mind. Sounds good. All right. So best advice you've ever received? Um, I would think the, the most recent best advice I've ever received a couple years ago, and actually it's how I got connected to is um, Grant Cardone and how he, he, he initially started talking about, you know, becoming omnipresent. And actually, Tony Robbins does as well to some degree, and I've been following him since I was 14. But, you know, is the more 
well-known or more known that you are become, you know, and, and that, and that's kind of your focus point is, you know, that, you know, you're going to start attracting more people. So the more presence and the more, you know, you, people think, Oh, Hey, Josh, Hilber, entrepreneur, you know, he can help me with my business, you know, and, and the more that you get in front of people, get in front of the media, get in front of your local community and that sort of thing, the more it's going to help drive you and your business to success. Become more omnipresent. Awesome. The one device you cannot live without. Um, I would have to say an electronic device would probably be my iPhone. <laughs> of course. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, being a successful entrepreneur starts with leadership of self. What's the one habit that you have that's contributed to your success? Maybe it's a daily habit. Maybe it's a weekly or a monthly habit. Something that you feel because of this one habit has been able to take your game and business to another level. For me, it's been, you know, every morning and every night of when I get up and, um, yeah, after the kids get off to school is, you know, writing down exactly what, what my goals are for that day and then what my, you know, over the next 30 days goals are. So like, you know, those highlighted things and, um, and then doing it again at night, um, before you, you know, you go to bed and, you know, I think the more that you put that down and the more you continuously see it, the more it's going to help manifest, make happen. I agree a hundred percent. I do the same thing. That's great. So one golden nugget, just yeah. one, you, you've shared, a, you've shared a lot of golden nuggets today, Josh, but uh, maybe what's one last golden nugget that you can share with our hacker nation community? I mean, I think people really need to have fun with what they do. Go back to being a kid when, you know, you used to, you know, whether it was lay out in the park or lay out in your backyard and, you know, watch the clouds and dream and, and, and let that curiosity flow back into your system and, you know, start asking why. So I think, I think combining all of that, you know, is going to help drive us to be a better successful entrepreneur. Awesome. Last question of the randomness round. What's a hidden talent <laughs> that you have that most people may not know about you? I'm a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, how good is good? I mean, I, don't, I, I enjoy it, and you know, it's. I, I mean, I guess I could probably be a chef. <laughs> wow, awesome! <laughs> okay, it, it's like you don't have, you know, just the type of thing where you don't have to really like read a recipe. You just kind of, you're able to put it together and make it work. Just comes naturally. Yep. Yeah. Well, I am just the opposite. <laughs> I am not a very good cook, thank God. My wife is, so uh, that's where we uh, where we have our separation, <laughs> but. So this has been incredible. Thank you, Josh, so much for your time and uh, really sharing these awesome success strategies with Hacker Nation. So where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? The best place to get more information on the uh, with tons of free videos and tons of free content is just my website, Josh Felber, F-E-L-B as in boy, E-R.com. And you, know, you can subscribe and we'll push out tons of free entrepreneurial videos to you. Um, as well as uh, my TV show on um, whatever it takes network with nation.com called Making Bank launches this Friday at 3 p.m. Hmm. on the, I think it's the 19th. And Twitter, I tweet out about every hour um, entrepreneurial information, startup information, that sort of thing. So at Felber Josh um, on Twitter. And then if you're looking for some brain boost, uh, it's F2. So it's F2 for functionally fit. So F2nutrition.com. Awesome. I know. I'm going to head over there right away and check that out as well. I think everybody needs a little brain boost for sure. 
Um, so Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's interview with Josh, along with other really cool resources that we have on the site. And don't forget, make sure to leave a review and a five-star rating on the iTunes page. By doing this, this will allow the show to grow and in turn allow us to impact more people from across the globe to share entrepreneurial stories and, and success hacks exactly like Mr. Josh Felber did with us today. And you can also follow me and the show on Twitter at Scott Hansen 1210 at Scott Hansen 1210 This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.